welcome to the Pet Business Coach Podcast, where I help you make your pet business dreams a reality. I'm your pet business coach, Eliza. I recently read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris that got me thinking, am I really doing all I can to optimize how I spend my time in my business? And are there things that I'm not doing that I should be? Or, and maybe just as importantly or more importantly, are there things I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing? We're going to talk about that and more today. I think it's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip, and let's dive right in. I recently read a great book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. Most of you will recognize the title. It's an oldie but goodie. It was first published in 2007. While it's well known, this is my first time reading it. The author covers a wide variety of topics, primarily around optimizing what you do and where you do it so that you can spend more time pursuing hobbies and doing fun things. I read a lot, and one of my personal rules is to take away and implement at least one practical action from each book I read. The four-hour work week was full of helpful suggestions, so I had no trouble finding something to take advantage of. Here are two things that I immediately implemented. The first one was revisiting my to-do list. I started this process by creating a simple spreadsheet with columns for task, primary responsible person, backup responsible person, and whether or not remote work was possible or impossible. I then listed out literally every task I was doing on a daily basis. I included everything, no matter how small. The process took me several days, not because there were an overwhelming number of tasks, but because every time I felt like I'd completed the list and took a step back, I'd remember a task that I missed. After several days of these periodic additions, I felt like I'd gotten a pretty complete picture. Once I had a list that I felt included everything, I then took a step back and took a critical look at the list and asked myself three questions. For each task, I asked first, does this task really need to be done? Does it contribute to keeping my business running at its current level, or does it do anything to move my business forward? Now is a good time to point out that we tend to equate being busy with being successful. As entrepreneurs, we sometimes wear the fact that we're always busy as some kind of a badge of honor. We might be extremely busy, but we have to stop and ask ourselves if we're spending our time doing the right things. This is the elimination question. The next question I asked was, can this task be automated through the use of technology? Now that you've pared your list down to uh, one that you feel is confident is truly composed of value-added tasks, the next step is to figure out what can be automated. I know it's tempting to push back at this point and believe that you can't afford the tech needed to automate, but I assure you there are a variety of low to no cost options out there for all types of automation. This is the automation question. Question number three, do I have to do this task or can someone else do it more economically? So now that you've got a task list and you've eliminated what you can and you've automated what you can't, Let's deal with the rest of the tasks. We all believe as entrepreneurs that no one can run our business as well as we can. We need to get over that idea. Yes, 
You are the heart of your company, but you are not the only talent in town. Anything can be outsourced, and additionally, much of the administrative work associated with running a business can be done remotely. This opens up a world of possibilities for low-cost help, either from workers in other states or other countries. This is purely a question of return on investment. For example, if you can hire someone to do your bookkeeping for $100 a day, freeing up your own time to focus on marketing efforts that bring in $300 a day in revenue, then this question really is a no-brainer. This is the outsource question. Once I asked those three questions and pared it down to the items that couldn't be eliminated, automated, or outsourced, I was left with a significantly shorter list of tasks that would populate my own schedule. So that was the first takeaway I took from the book. The second takeaway I took was how to increase my efficiency and effectiveness. It's important that you complete step one above before you proceed with this step. When thinking about productivity, a lot of people tend to confuse efficiency with effectiveness. Efficiency is getting tasks, any tasks, done quickly. Effectiveness, on the other hand, is doing things that make a difference and move your business forward. It's very possible to be very efficient at doing things that do nothing to move your business forward. Let me repeat that. That's important. It's very possible to be very efficient at doing things that do nothing to move your business forward. You need to make sure that you're spending your time on the things that matter and the things that lead to the greatest return on your time investment. The goal is to increase both your efficiency and your effectiveness. You've already worked in step one to ensure that you're doing the right things. In other words, they are effective. Let's talk about tools to make those things more efficient. One of those tools is called batching. And email is a great example of an area where batching can drastically improve your efficiency. Many, actually probably most people, are in the habit of checking their emails every time their phone beeps. We've become so conditioned to this response that we don't even realize we're doing it. And each time we do it, we divert our attention away from whatever else we were doing, refocus our attention on the email, read the email, possibly take some action on it, or worse yet, do nothing and push it off until later. We then have to return our attention to the task we were diverted from to check the email. This often only takes a few minutes, but we do it literally dozens, if not hundreds, of times a day. Batching is the idea of grouping like activities together to minimize the time spent refocusing and returning when we jump around to unrelated activities. Email does not have to be answered immediately. I'll say that one again. Email does not have to be answered immediately. I know that's a radical concept, but trust me, the world is not going to stop spinning if someone doesn't get an answer immediately on email. Anything so urgent that it cannot wait on email should actually be handled with a phone call. After reading this book, I set up my calendar to answer emails two times per day at 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. These times aren't random, they're intentional. The 12 p.m. slot allows time for the recipients who received my emails at 4 p.m. the previous day to respond, and the 4 p.m. slot allows me to send any new messages or questions needing further clarification to recipients for consideration the next morning. 
I used email here as an example, but batching is an effective tool in any type of activity. The time we waste refocusing our attention when we jump from one unrelated task to another can be drastically reduced. So these were my two takeaways from the four-hour work week. I had many takeaways, but I implemented these two. And they've made a huge difference in my daily plans. My goal is to reduce my five or six day work week down to four days. It may not be a four hour work week as Tim Ferriss recommends, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, Or if you feel a bit stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free strategy planning session at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. That's www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.